Hey everyone, episode 11 of the Calcio Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This week, Sam and I talk about my goalkeeping debut that will happen this weekend. Sam, are you excited for that? Super excited. We'll also talk about U of A having a big week, claiming two trophies at Milan's expense and at Napoli's expense. Maurizio Sari crying as always. What else is new? What else we got lined up? We also talk about Champions League, we talk about relegation, we talk about the legend, Fiore Maggio, and some conflicts of interest leading into the final weekend of the season. Stay tuned! Che piange e grida tu Non volevi come Rino Gaetano Il cielo è sempre più blu Da un po' di tempo che è partito Ed ogni tanto manda cartoline Penso meno male ancora non è fine Resisterai ma fino a quando Torni a casa esultando Oppure ucciso colpito sulle stelline Gentilari, how's it going? I'm great Other than you, they winning the title I'm great I'm good Sam Adamo, how's it going? Coming at you um, Juve, Campione d'Italia, big shocker. What else is new? Not like we've been, not like we haven't been expecting that for the past couple of weeks. Delighted. Um, we knew it was over when Napoli lost to Fiorentina. That's what it came down to, right? Um, yes. Well, we, we said it last week. So, uh, Ma- Maurizio Sari came out and had some interesting comments about that that we can get to in a little bit. But Nick, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to, to, to kind of. Give uh, give a little nod to the fact that it's been a very exciting evening for you for uh, <laughs> on on a on a person on a professional level from a footballing standpoint. Do you want career, to expl- career level? Do you want to explain? Do you want to explain to the listeners what's been going on? It's been a big uh, it's been a big night. Yeah, sure, a massive night. R- run us through everything that's gone on the past hour. It's been a big. It's, 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 it's <laughs> it literally long- has been an hour, maybe a bit more. I was coming over to Nick's house like from I was out all day, um, like all afternoon, and I was coming over to Nick's house to. Uh, to record this, and as I'm doing that, uh, I'm I was just frantically on the phone. I felt like a real like club presidente, man. Just like it's almost transfer deadline day, the SSC Bomber season, our um, our Sunday league club that plays on Saturdays. Uh, Go is, figure. Yeah, our, our our anyway, our season is kicking our off Saturday on, league. Yeah, our our season is kicking off on Sunday, and we've got um, we had the roster set up, and guys are starting to pay, and then. Uh, then in know, a, sho- a I'm, shocking, I'm just, I'm just getting, uh, I'm getting the logistics in place, and then in a shot, yeah, in a then in a shocking shock, manner, shocking turn of events, I get our, a text uh, from our our keeper, <laughs> Flakes, says he can't play, says uh, he can't got, commit to the team. Got, Unfortunate because he's a uh, he's got, a nice guy. Got but, a, got a new job. Uh, didn't realize how expensive his uh, his city team fees would be. He wasn't anticipating playing, but he very was selected. sad story. So congratulations to him on 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 making on making the cut of that team and and leaving us out to dry. But um, I mean, so we were left without a goalkeeper. So uh, you know, as as club president and and director of football and all, I'm panicking, and I'm. Uh, and I'm just I send out a frantic message to the guys like guys SOS we have we have like four days to get an elite keeper here because you know we're, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're, we're going after you silverware elite. you didn't say elite we're going after silverware you didn't say elite who steps up to the plate but Nick Gentiletti himself Woo! he goes and he and you were all over it too I was the first I answered in literally five seconds five seconds and he goes. Did you want? Can I, I was actually about to hop in the shower, and I delayed that by like twenty minutes just to. Oh, that, 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 that's huge. That, that's <laughs> just to, you just to just to commit. You, you held back on shower time to. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I did. Let me let me let me read let me read Nick's response here. 
I go, no. I go urgent. He goes, did someone say keeper? I go, Ma, shut up. He says, I'm dead serious. Let me have this. I'm going to train so hard. I swear I'm over-dramatizing, but let me take the spot. I'm full-on serious. Let's be honest. I can't. Can, okay, you, I can't you be, answered I can't in be, between. I didn't just I, send like 40 be, texts. Messages. I can't be worse than anyone else we've had. Only way is uh, see you boys tomorrow at our training session. He goes, he goes let, let me fulfill my dream. Then I'm like, bro, are you serious? Holy shit. He goes, just bought my gloves. You ordered them on Amazon. They're hey, Amazon Prime, free one-day shipping. This is, this is Why not take advantage? This is unbelievable. This, this is this is the type of I'm career. I'm so fired up. You. This is the type of thing that your career needed to just yeah. spice up your footballing career. Yeah. I, are you gonna be one of those guys that goes semi pro? Are you gonna be one of those guys that goes semi pro at twenty seven? I'm gonna be like that thirty two year old goalkeeper on Team Canada who just like comes out of nowhere, like at the next Gold Cup at like a friendly match in like Toronto, make like one crazy reflex save. <laughs> African I, everyone. They they interview they interview you after the game. They say what's your what's your inspiration? What what got you in a goalkeeper? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a self proclaimed African you say, style keeper. No, I proclaim you to be an African. Well, style I said keeper. it too. I like I, like Nick I Nick, Nick Nick answers the reporter. Oh, I, I'm really inspired by those wanker African keepers who don't know how to defend and who are all athleticism, but I've no athleticism I've and no, reflex. Have, 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 have no footballing brain. They can't organize a wall. But okay, whoa, whoa. No, but I, there's some of the stuff I've seen. I've seen like a Nigerian keeper one like the actual nigerian national team goalkeeper in the yeah, last like, I'm not... africa cup of nations pick up the ball <laughs> yeah. outside the box because there's a guy pressing him the ball's like out the, he's standing it's on the, the edge of, he's standing on the edge of the box the ball is just outside the line a guy presses him he like drops the ball to like play it up the, stri- the striker on the opposing team starts rushing him. the guy just bends over and picks it up but it's it's the best because it's, wa- I mean, watching that's, that's, watch- that's nick in a nutshell no, but yeah but at least I could at least I could kick the ball and not pick it up outside the box. Man, that's stupid. But um, Nick Gentiletti, SSC Bomber Club. It's 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 the best. It's what what's Canadian funny about watching the, no, 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 but going can't, back. Can't what's, wait. what's funny about watching those kinds of keepers? Excuse me. Um, is like it's like you're watching like five year olds play. Like they're literally running all over the box, like diving around like clowns. It's the best, and that's how I'm gonna play. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on my positioning, but uh, you know I could distribute. I could uh, make some in tight saves. Uh, Nick. We've seen it in the seven aside level when I called in for um, I got called in for emergency purposes when uh, Nick, Nick. when uh, I think the same guy actually bailed last second. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was like he was our backup at the time. Uh, Nick, um, so it's it's meant to be it's destiny. Nick, remind me, uh, um, remind me after the podcast to show you uh, to show you the po- to show you the Facebook page of my uh, my goalkeeper from my uh, from my senior team last year. Um, Senior, for those who don't understand, it's 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 like my city team. Whatever um, your whatever. age, your age team. Yeah, so it, it's Anyways. it's. But yeah, so remind me to show you his profile. The guy, the guy's like profession on Facebook. I think was listed as goalkeeper, and he would just chronicle his life of training and stuff. That's got to be you, man. He would like put his diet. And Wouldn't like, it be funny if like I was better than him? Well. That that's the implication. This is this is a social experiment to see if just any 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 bozo can go and become a goalkeeper. And if it works out, well, I wouldn't go that far because I have I've played it in the past when okay, I was younger. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, anyways, that's that's high quality soccer there. U twelve, U local local U twelve. Speaking of goalkeepers, um, speaking we, of wanker goalkeepers, Donnarumma. Uh, yeah, well, do you, you want to get into that? I yeah, I do. I think he well he 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 really blew for you guys last week in the. Okay, well, look, let me just track back. That was a bit of an emotional statement. We're talking about the Coppa Italia that happened last Wednesday. Which was uh, I didn't even I didn't even want to review it that much because just an abomination on on all levels for Milan um, domination on US part 
Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like, I'm not like obviously like I thought we had a chance to win because it's a cup final and anything can happen. Obviously, I knew that Juve had a better chance of winning, but in my honest opinion, I feel like Milan blew the game more than Juve won it. And I mean, it was zero zero at half, right? Yeah, so, exactly. That's I what mean. I'm saying. And when I say wanker keeper Donnarumma. I, I half-heartedly mean it because let's let's, um, let's specify let you know side note he's 19 years old we, okay but look but I, I even I even retweeted this the other day yeah so I know that I know that that whole that whole premise annoys you because because look say, say, I don't say care what, about say, the say, age. say what annoys you I know you I don't annoyed. care about yeah. the age at this point because his agent wanted him to be get to get paid as a top player he, he wanted to get paid as a top player and and his club, his club that raised him through the youth, youth ranks, agreed to pay him as a top player because he was threatening to leave if he wasn't going to get paid as a top player. So that's the pre- so that's that's the context. So if you're getting paid six million euro a year, which is I'm pretty sure in the top five of players in the league, not even like top five goalkeepers, like top five players in the league. I don't even know how much Buffon is making. But I he's think making less than him. He's making less than maybe. Yeah. So. so and and you're making critical errors like you are. Which can either be due to like age or lack of confidence. I think that it's you can argue it's both, but but when you look at what he was doing at sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, he wasn't making mistakes like he's making at nineteen years old right now. So I feel like it's cheap to say that he's only nineteen. It's like saying like uh, well, it's it's to say that he could still he could still. Um, I know go this is up, a, and he's, a local and he's not a twenty-seven year old. Going, let's say it's a local Canadian reference, but like when mistakes uh, like that, but. McDavid and Crosby, I'm just using like elite athletes, like come in, come into their their team and their league, and like they just establish themselves as an elite athlete. That no one's gonna start making excuses for them when they start making well, mistakes. All, people are doing that for Austin Matthews to kind of keep going, you know, to 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 keep to keep. Yeah, you're, you're right, but ref- I don't agree with to it. Kinda, to kind of play devil's advocate yeah. with regard to your no, reference, Austin right. Matthews of the Maple Leafs had a shitty playoff, and people are referencing the fact that he's 19. You're right. And I think most people would agree with that, because by the time he's 24 years old in the playoffs, after having a few more years of, you you're, know... Under, under, Austin under Matthews is also not getting paid $6 million a year. No, not yet. But, but anyways, you know, just to stick agent, to... I'm just Anyway. Yeah, but just, so just to stick to... Football, uh, calcio. This, yeah. um, he's making, like, errors that were that are, like... Like like so shocking. Like uh, I'm not like a goalkeeper analyst, but like I, I even saw like uh, if it was like Marco Emelia, like former like Milan goalkeeper backup. Just like he pointed it out, and I started to realize that like when Donnarumma is facing some shots sometimes, or even on corners, like he looks like he's frozen and his feet are planted, and he only reacts like a second later. And I, I'm not a psychologist or anything, so but I know like he's suffering all this pressure and he's suffering. Uh, well, suffering. Sorry, quote unquote. It's hesitance he's, because yeah, it's because hesitance. his his relationship with the club's bad. His relationship with the fans are bad. All and this is because he wanted to get paid. Or anyways, and 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 again, I refer you to the fact that he's nineteen. So not so he doesn't get to make mistakes because he's nineteen. Maybe because maybe because he's he's a kid um, who's not been who's not yet fully mature mentally, psychologically, and is still coming into his own as a man. Right. Um, you know, maybe maybe he he's a little bit more prone in, in given the circumstances that he, he and his agent have subjected him to. But just in general, the circumstances that he's under, I think you know, when subjected to that, maybe you know, you, you, he's a little more prone because of his age to question himself a little bit more, and that needs to Fine. be trained. That needs but to be trained me, by a good goalkeeping coach, but also from a mental standpoint, Fine. right? But then let me tell you this: how how come? It's the case for me, it's the case for you. When you play, how, when you're going to be playing as a goalkeeper, you want confidence. I want confidence when I play. Donnarumma needs confidence, and if he's questioning that's fine. himself, it doesn't, that's fine. But then let works, me ask right? you. But let me tell you this: like in anything, how come? 
But how come when it came to the rumors of him wanting more money, wanting to be paid as one of the top keepers in the league, nobody said anything about him being 19 and he's only 19. How can he make that amount of money? He's one of the best players. How come when he wants his money, the age doesn't matter to most people because, oh, when you're that good, you deserve it. But then when you're making mistakes, oh, he's only 19. It doesn't work both because, ways. Because of upside, that's why. But it, it doesn't work both ways. It, it can't work both ways. And Anyways, well, we, have, we have transfer news regarding him that we could, we're going to go over at the end of the podcast. But he, needless to say, regarding the Coppa Italia, he, two goals were completely his fault. Like, absolutely his two, fault. Two or three. You can even argue three, but like if we want to be conservative, how, and not, how many goals on corners? He he was frozen. Yeah, yeah nearly, I mean, it didn't take a brain surgeon to, to point that out, right? Yeah. It didn't take a former goalkeeper. Yeah, to Mar- Marco Amelia is definitely not a brain surgeon. Look, like, at him. He's, like, he's he's a World Cup winning goalkeeper who who was whoa, fairly whoa, competent. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did he win the World Cup? Yeah. What is the fourth goalkeeper? No, Peruzzi, Amelia, uh, Buffon. Don't okay. fuck with me. Okay. That that marked me. Okay. It's that world. It's that World Cup, and the fact that we won that, and that I felt Still so playing, in love actually. with the World Cup in general, that I'm so pissed off now. Uh, I feel like we bring it up every week, and I'm I'm starting because I'm getting World Cup fever now because fucking teams are dropping their oh, their provisional squads and rosters, and I'm thinking of all those times every two years when I get excited about and think to debate the Italian uh, provisional squads and who got cut, who didn't make it, who's you know. Who's gonna make the final roster? Shit, I love and shit. I'm getting robbed of me, as you know, as, as we've been complaining about for quite some time now. So Marco Amelia was on Chelsea. Yeah, never what? played a game. Never played a game. What? Last couple of years. <laughs> what? How did I not know this? I mean, brush up on your goalkeeper knowledge, oh, man. If you're gonna be a yeah, you're right. Takes takes one. Also, to know, takes one to know he's, one. he's also a knight. <laughs> yeah, but they all are. O O M R I. Uh, what is it? Ordine merito Ordine della Repubblica merito. Italiana. Yeah, yeah, it is. How the fuck do you know that? I just, I, I'm so telling you, don't fuck with me with you, this you shit. Love, I, lo- I love, I love the World love Cup. Wikipedia. I love the World Cup. Those are World Cup. No, he got that in 2004. That was before the World Cup. No, he didn't. Yeah, I swear to God, he got he got knighted in 2004 oh, and in 2006. Have, that, must, that must have been because they won the Champions League, which is fucked. <laughs> Maybe. Oh yeah, Marco yeah, Amelia is a double knight of the. <laughs> Double night, what a legend! Because he won the Champions League with Milan. That is so. So yeah, up. I guess you could say he is qualified to talk about Donnarumma. So but. yeah, but yeah, World Nick World Cup. Provisional squads are dropping this week. I'm I'm talking to strangers. I was ordering Portuguese chicken for dinner tonight. I was talking to the people like ta- from where. Um, Bra- Braseiro, I think, on Saint Laurent, because I was I was doing some errands in Little Italy for, uh, for um. The bomber season and such, and I, I had to work out like in TMR. It was close to there anyway. Whatever, I, I I went there for dinner and got some food, and um, I'm like chatting up with the waiters, like, "Oh, how's it going? You excited for the World Cup? You Portuguese?" They're like, "Yeah, you." I'm like, "Oh, no, 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 I'm I'm Italian." It's like it's like I'm embarrassed about it, you know. You should be. We all, we all are. <laughs> Fucking hell. We all are. Let, let's have it. Let, let, let's play a game. If we had to make like a provisional squad right now, it's gonna be like it's like torture. I don't even know why we're doing it. To no, don't do this. Who, who do no, we have no, on the no, team? No, 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 don't do so this. So Buffon, Perin, Donnarumma. Don't do this. Okay, we're spending five minutes on this because this is like. Let's do it. I mean, we're we're gonna talk. We're gonna. I mean, we have a little bit more. Next level. We're gonna be talking sadness. about the national team a little bit more in like a week, probably as the friendlies approach. Even though it's gonna be, uh, you know, the same old shit and the same old frustration. At least because. 
there's some exciting news that we're going to discuss a little bit later in the pod um, that will make the next couple of rounds of that will make the next couple of friendlies quite interesting. Um, anyway, so we'll we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely talk about the friendlies in the future, but let's yeah, let's 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 like let's touch on it for fun right now. So 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 Italian World Cup 2018 squad going to Russia hypothetically. Not Buffon, Perin, Donnarumma. Uh, who's on D? How many D do we want? Probably like eight, eight D, two for each position. I don't know, Sam. Chiellini, Bonucci, is... Rugani, Romagnoli. I probably don't take Barzali. Maybe Spinazzola, Darmian, De Cilio. Come on, contribute. What do you want me to contribute? They, they all suck, Sam. They all suck no, right just, now. Just cl- cl- Everyone cl- sucks. Close your eyes for a minute and pretend no, it's real. They all suck. I'm not jo- doing Jorginho, this. Jorginho, Florenzi. They all suck. I'll cry I, don't, I don't even want to... Cry myself to sleep and do it. I don't even want to give any of these guys... A te- like, Not even Balotelli? <laughs> Fuck man. Hey, uh, in, we're not going this summer. In, in other news, none of these players should even have their name associated with 2018 World Cup. I understand you well, want to no, do it. No, no, they they should actually. No, they're no, no they, they, they should they, for not for not going. No, they they totally should because they should be going, but we're not. That's what. But should they? But look. Let's talk about something. Uh, should you uh, should you be going? I opened a can. I did. I shouldn't have opened the can of worms. I but didn't should, mean it. No, but should you be going? Like like yes. Why why are we yeah. entitled? Why are we entitled? We're not. We're not. We're not. We don't have a dime. We don't have a divine so, right to a World Cup. I think that's so clear. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but no. we should be going because we're good enough, and there was no excuse for us not to make it. Okay, it was that, a fu- and it was okay, a fuck up no, of royal proportions no on our part. Yeah, there's no excuse for us not to make it, but I. I, I, I feel like the reason why we didn't make it is for people saying we should make the... Because no, that's Ventura. No. What did it, he well, say? Oh, the, um, I'm thinking about space. What was he saying when I was thinking? I'm thinking about... He was about, saying I'm already uh, thinking about the group stage. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, know. Now, now you're thinking about the, the next bottle of vino you're going to open at, lunch, at, uh, at lunchtime. And where does he fucking live, this guy? In his, uh, probably in a, in a and, villa. And, and, and whether or not it's poison or not. <laughs> good. Which, in which, a villa which, in which, Tuscany which, with good. his feet up, with his wife. That's the next thing he's worrying Nick, about. He has Nick, nothing what, left to worry Nick, about. What are you talking being a coach. about? He's not in Retiro, man. He's he's looking to get back into management. Yeah, you remember from yeah, a few yeah, episodes yeah, ago? Yeah. He can come manage SSC Bomber. Uh, oh, please, bro. I'd rather have Fiore. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a joke. I'd actually rather have Fiore. Fiore would not play Lorenzo Insigne as a center midfielder. That's ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> and in need of a goal, he wouldn't tell Daniele De Rossi to warm up. Yeah. And he wouldn't play. And he wouldn't have played two mm-hmm. in the middle against Spain. These are all facts. Literally, Fiore Maggio would have been. Fiore, Maggio, former City of Chi goalkeeper. By the way, he, he we should probably summon him to train you. I'll try to get him to come to our training session tomorrow night. Not even fucking joking. We'll interview him. I'm gonna I'm gonna text Fiore right now. Um, and he anyway, he's a former coach of mine. Uh, and a bunch of the a bunch Ron of Ron Jeremy Doppelganger, <laughs> Marco Dan, <laughs> <laughs> much much shorter. Fior is a legend. He could have made it big, but then he said one summer when he was training with Campo Basso in City of Chi in the summer, he uh, he bought a he bought a convertible and uh, just went up the coast. That's all. That's what. That's all he says. And his career was done. <laughs> but then, he, yeah. Anyway, he so he used to coach us in, at a at competitive youth level and uh, tra- made the transfer over to Bomber after a number of uh, higher ups at the club um, got together and and uh, and kicked them out. That's another story. Uh, some of these guys still uh, I still associate with at the club, so I'll, so in case in case this gets out to them, I, I won't I won't uh, I won't speak ill of anyone at my at my current club. But yeah, Fiore, a lot of I mean drama surrounds the guy everywhere he goes. He's he's just he's a romantic man. 
uh, and he could have done better than Giampiero Ventura. Okay, um, we're talking about the World Cup here. Did you notice that? Uh, did you see that Icardi made the uh, provisional squad for Argentina? I did. That was I pretty did. surprising. Papu Gomez didn't, which is a little bit disappointing, but you can kind of understand with the, with the wealth of attackers that they have. I kind of feel like Argentina... It may, may also be because of the fact that Lucas Bilia, who is Argentina's like you know starting regista, starting CDM, center defensive mid... Uh, just came back from a broken back, and this weekend, the in the game Milan versus Atalanta, Papu Gomez literally jumped into his back knee first, and like, like, a, like is, is that what happened? Killed him. Like he, he was like holding his back, like he just got shot, is and he had to get sub. Yeah, no and now, now he's not on. The, I'm pretty sure Bilia is not making, not going on the World Cup. He. Well, he, he we've was spoken the, he was about pro- this. Yeah, but he was in the provisional squad. Okay, and he's, and he's back, so I think he's going. Nick. Okay, they, they also have no one in center mid. They he may, back. but he may not be able to because of injury. And we spoke about this last week when I said well, he's the playing. guy doesn't care about his World Cup for the fact remember, that he's rushing I, back from a back injury. Like I remember, but he's, he's he's playing right now, and I think he's, well, he's, he's in the provisional squad, but he may end up getting cut if he's isn't not he fit play, enough. Well, isn't he playing for Lazio? Oh, sorry, Milan. He, he he left the game this weekend because he got kneed in the back by Papu Gomez. Oh, again? He got, uh, he Holy, so oh, a second He broke time. his back four, yes, uh, yes. four weeks ago, and this weekend, Papu right, right, Gomez uh, jumped yes, into yes, his back of his knee. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if that's what did it to get him out of the... It, I'm telling you. It could you. be something. It could I'm be more to do you. with the fact that they have uh, and he, Gonzalo uh, pa- Higuain, Mauro Icardi, Paulo Dybala. I'm not saying that's why, but... Paulo Dybala. He even apologized. Sergio like, Aguero. He apologized. Lionel Messi and Lautaro Martinez as their uh, current... Uh, Attacking, attacking. I was gonna say, try to attacking players. They also, have, you know, a guy named Di Maria, a guy named Pavon. You may have heard of them. Not bad. So could have something to do with that more than the fact that he, you know, incidentally uh, hurt. It didn't look incidental. One of their he literally jumped like with his knee Jeez. into his back. It looked like it was on purpose. Uh, Fiore, want to come to an SSC Bomber training session tomorrow night? I know what he's gonna answer already. Sam with like Sam. seven exclamation marks. He still fires me up, man. I tell him, I tell him about my games. He Won't be able to position. tomorrow. He's still working great... at three a.m. He's a working, he's he's a working man, bro. No, Fjord, Fjord's the best. He still gives me positional advice, and honestly, he he's still one of the better coaches I've ever had. Even when he gives me like just advice over the phone, he be yeah. Must no. have had some great coaches over the. Maybe we should have Fjord on the pod one time in the summer, in the dog days of uh the, during the World Cup when nothing's going construction on. Construction no, yeah. holiday, construction. Yeah, holiday. yeah exactly. <laughs> no, please, that, that's when he gets his most contracts. He's typing. He's typing right now. Anyways, so but, you'll keep everyone updated. Yeah. Um, I I want to rant right now about what. Um, actually, two can, things. Can we talk about Juve winning uh, winning two trophies in the past week first? I want to talk. Yeah, sure. But right before that, I want to talk about um, these uh, very common uh, discrimin- discriminatory chants towards uh, oh, Napoli oh, and their fans. Yeah. Um, so, for those of you who who may not who may be more the casual, uh, you know, Serie A fan, or you know, you're just listening because you wanna you want to be more. Uh, in tune with what's going on in Italy in terms of uh, soccer um, or Italy, Italian culture in general, uh, Napolitans are not exactly uh, held in high regard compared to the rest of Italians. There's a lot of... Uh, well, Southern Italians as a whole are kind of... Yeah. And have traditionally spe- been right very... Um, very frowned upon by segments of the north, and there was a party well, from the, of most of Italy. Of most of it, there was a part of Italy. Uh, sorry, there was a party in the north of Italy called La Lega Nord, the Northern League, which was based off of the premise that the south 
was dragging down uh, Italy as a whole and um, had some very far right-wing members and they've kind of mellowed out and have become a little bit more inclusive and have kind of recently adopted an Italy first mentality, which has seen them do well in many parts of Italy, though which is good. obviously less well in the south, but they've been able to kind of get some people on board. It's kind of, anyway, they, they've they've kind of they've kind of evolved to an extent. They did very well in the last election. But, but unfortunately but most a- fans have not evolved and uh this past weekend uh Sampdoria had uh, had played Napoli and uh, you know did their fans did what most fans unfortunately do. They uh they were chanting some discriminatory uh, songs. I don't. I don't necessarily know. Uh, you know the contents of, of what they say, but they're just. I, they're I just essentially. Them. They're I just essentially. I don't know in general what these anti-Napolitan uh, chants are. Well, it but could just. It could just be if I could just kind of interject. It's usually just like. Um, uh, anyways. You know, usually like just, insulting the intelligence you know, just, or yeah, like, whatever. Just you know, calling them farmers. Yeah. Or just just using a derogatory word type of thing. Um, so terone is means of the earth, whatever. Just right. So uh, the league, the league actually uh, laid down the hammer against uh, against Sampdoria fans, uh, fining the club 20 20,000 euro. And I think I think that the the league as a whole needs to you know continue on with this uh, with this discipline. You know, laying down the hammer. We saw it. That we spoke about it in, in uh, some of our earlier episodes too about racism, and uh, you know, there's no there's no place for racism in football. There's no place for discriminatory chants towards a segment of of, uh, of the public of society in football. And uh, you know, good on the Sampdoria owner. Actually, I don't know what his name is. He looks like a Massimo Ferrero. He, he, Massimo Ferrero. That's it. He looks like a, a poor man's Richard uh, Richard Branson or something like an Italian <laughs> Richard Branson. Oh, you've never he seen actually, Massimo Ferrero. He's he's a fucking no, legend. Well, I thought you were, I thought you were asking me. It was he's, like a ca- a, he's a character and a half. Yeah, uh, he actually like jumped into the stands at the end of the game and kind of, and he was kind of like. He, he like was lifting his hands and he, pushing them down saying like hey like calm down he like, looked, he, shut looked, up. He, he looked like an orchestra director yeah calma he looked like a maestro i mean he's the owner i don't calma, know if he was calma. doing it because he didn't want to lose twenty thousand euro or if he actually <laughs> wanted the chance to stop but i i, I would give him the benefit of the doubt and like, hope that really, he's you know like a Cla- good guy like cloud uh, he may have, is he from the south of italy i'm not sure you check on that oh, but, yeah um, no he could be like claudio lotito after uh after after the, the president of lazio after uh the, many of the club's fans earlier this season made like an Anne Frank joke and put like a bunch of Anne Frank stickers uh, of her in a Roma, Roma kits in like their curva and that was supposed to be an insult and whatever the league like clamped down because Why it was, was terrible. that supposed to be an insult? Well, because the idea is like, oh, you're a bunch of fucking Jews, quote unquote, right? That was, oh, that was for, the insult, because right? They, because that, of that selling, their, okay. Yeah, like, the Lazio fans are pretty anti-Semitic. It's pretty disgusting and whatever. I think it looked pretty bad on the league as a whole and the league, uh, the league did a whole thing of, of reading from Anne Frank's diary the, the following week is like a remedial thing and whatever I think Good. what Lotito did was committing to well it didn't do much to be fair but I think Lotito like committed publicly to bringing a bunch of Lazio, Lazio fans like every year to Auschwitz to kind of quote unquote educate them and then like I think he was heard like saying like oh just whatever let's get this shit over with type of thing like well, show, you know so so not yeah. anyway not clear if they don't really give a shit about the PR as long the, as the, the league optics, as long as the whatever. league is doing something right because uh we, we've seen Italy and the Serie A be you know somewhat backwards in terms of uh how can you say either political stances or uh, social stances but uh 
you know, we saw the league moving forward in terms of uh, modern, uh, you know, modern modernity. Uh, is that a word? <laughs> modern, modern, modern times. Modern times. You know, adopting VAR, and now they're really laying down the, you know, the discipline in terms of racism, and it's, it's still literally after all. It, it is, so. but you know, it's good that the one league that you know, kind of unifies the country together in terms of you know watching culture every weekend. Uh, is is trying to is trying to you know do some societal good. So good on them. Uh, talk about your uh, your club. Fuck, go. How how am I supposed to sing? Siamono, siamono. After that, maybe I will. No, just talk. Siamono, siamono. No one wants to hear you sing. Just talk. Still can't win a Champions League. Honestly. It was a little okay. So, so it, it was a little anti. But I can't speak. Um, it was a little bit anticlimactic because we knew we've known for like a week that we were going to win the title now. Because yeah. mathematically, it was it wasn't done, but it was all but done because Napoli would have had to. The first thing I said last podcast. Yeah, it was it was. I mean, it was one of the crazy. It, the results would have had to have been absolutely insane. Um, in order for us not to win the title, so we knew it was coming. But um, for us to have finally iced the cake this week and not and you know have, have to have. Gotten the result that we needed against Roma it was a bit of a boring game, not gonna lie. But um, we we clearly only cared about we we had our mind on the title and we just wanted to get there, and uh, we did. Fantastic! It's been a great season. I I honestly thought a month ago that it was gonna come down a little bit more to the wire than it did, but you know, not complaining. It was it was it was it was it was, it was absolutely fantastic. Just when just when Juve could have uh, gotten frustrated and and and. When it looked like it was almost over, um, after having lost to Napoli and then the following week playing Inter going down by a goal in the second half, they fucking came back, man. So good on them. Like it was a very, it was, it has been a very exciting last couple of weeks. So although it may not have been the most fitting end to what was an otherwise very exciting season, it was a much better season and a much more close race than we would have seen in the past, than we have been seeing the past couple of years. So, um, no, very, very, very happy. Very proud. Enjoy very, it. Very, very proud of the boys. I am. You know what? No, you know I'm, why? Because it's the last time. This is the beginning of the end. I don't know about that. Calling it right now, and I know you. I know. I know that thought creeps into your mind. I know it. Because nah. yes, it does. Don't even lie. Because um, well, you know, I'm not lying. I think it's just you, no. But I know you have that seed of doubt that this could be the beginning of the end. And and obviously, there's there's nothing wrong with that because I when you win seven ti- when you have seven titles. In a row, uh, we won't win forever, and that's okay. But I had that doubt after I watched them lose to Lazio in the Supercoppa after having been right. what I looked to be what that I was thought the what start. I yeah. what I thought to be in 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 psychological shambles after the Champions League final. That was the next competitive game that we played after that. Two mm, months later, should get used to it. Well, fuck off! Can, can I can I speak and analyze it? Football here, just saying the truth. Uh, yeah, but. So I like he's gonna stay on another year. It looks like, despite the fact that he's been linked to Arsenal for quite some time. Wenger, no, who's not linked to Arsenal? Wenger out. It's official. It's looking like they're gonna appoint fucking Mikel Arteta, which would just be hilarious. <laughs> I'm so, like a guy who's never managed one minute of 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 football at any level. He hasn't he hasn't even managed SSC Bomber level. He hasn't even managed amateur football. Yeah, but he's, he's the been, assistant manager. He's, right? been very, he's been heavily involved in football at the highest level. But he's never managed before in his life. No. Now, I think he has been waiting for this for a little while. And from what I've heard, this is kind of deviating from Calcio. But he's been preparing for it since he retired relatively early for a player. And he's been getting groomed by Pep Guardiola, etc., etc. But mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be hilarious. But no, Allegri, after the game, came out and said that he'll be at UNX year unless he gets sacked. Which will, of course, not happen. So, 
uh, fantastic. You know what? Like, well, look, you guys are losing Asamoah, so it's over, man. Right? <laughs> good, good riddance. You know, you, know, you know what? Today, I actually heard. I actually heard. I I was actually very happy when I heard he was going to Inter. Cause he, hey, don't disrespect him. He's not a bad. Player. No, he's won a lot of titles with us, but he's pissed me off. Like I find, I've been watching him for years, and I find that the last two, he's really looked like prone, off a prone to bit. making mistakes. And I found it funny because Inter were buzzing that they were getting this guy because he's like a champion, which he, he is. But you know, he's a part of a group of champions. He's not a champion he's, but, by, because he's Asamo. He's, yeah, he's a champion I mean, because he's yeah. a part of of that collective. So anyway, but but it's I, not I, terrible. I, though, no, but don't. no, but I saw earlier today, Tuesday. That apparently he went on Ghanaian radio and said, "Oh, I haven't done any medical yet. I haven't decided if I'm signing or not." And part of me was just like, "You know what? I hope he resigns with us, just because that would piss off Inter Imagine be really it'd fun. be like when they thought they were getting Ricardo Rodriguez, and the and the Inter <laughs> Twitter account tweeted out a, or or like a big fan club account tweeted <laughs> tweeted a picture of Rodriguez in an Inter jersey, or, or like when Juve posted a pic of Patrick Sheik last year oh, during his medical. That was rough. That was hilarious. That was rough. Yeah. Um, now I'm starting to wish Ricardo Rodriguez didn't go to Inter, but anyways, it's <laughs> another um, story. Fiore, Fiore says he's working, but I'm working on it right now. Okay, he, um, loosen him up. Hang on, butter him up. Yeah, we but yeah, it. don't rip Asaboa. The guy's not a bad player. I'm, I'm not ripping him. I'm just anyway. he's, de- he's definitely not a starting left back on a Champions League team, and we've seen that in the past three years. But um, well, you know. not, not, neither was Alexandro this summer, to be honest. Alexandro didn't even make the Brazil squad. That's nuts. Felipe Luis did. But well, at least, at least Mar- Marcelo's the best left back in the world. Yes. I, how but good then, can Felipe Luis really Yeah, I know. Be? I agree with you. I don't, really? He was I, also injured, too, this year. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that, I, I thought his season was absolutely strange. Done. Then again, Alexandro didn't necessarily have a standout year. He had a really good year last year. But, no, uh, no, but I don't think he had an awful year. I think he just had a little bit of a drop a off by his own by his own yeah, standards compared to last year. Yeah. I've been speaking of Juve fullbacks. I have an interesting article here by Adam Digby. You're gonna like this one. You know Adam Digby, right? Yeah, Juve writer. He says um, that my, he says that Mattia De Chilio can go. Excuse me, that Mattia De Chilio can go on and become one of Juve's, uh, or he can add to Juve's legacy of great defenders if he can stay healthy. And you know what? Watching him play this past weekend, I couldn't help but agree. You know what? At his when he's when he's focused. Shut up! Are you kidding me? No. Come, on. you're you're laughing. I see it on your face. Well, I, I'm smiling because I find it very funny how it annoys you. But he, you find it funny? No, because it's just he, he's, stupidity. He's, he's it's been not. pretty solid defensively at times, and I think that if he yeah, he's solid of, defensively in the Super Copa final. Huh? He, uh, you're, you're you're referring to one game though. He made he made Jordan Lukaku look like Roberto Carlos running down the <laughs> down the. Fucking. You keep referring to one game though. You always refer to one game. Overall, he he's. Do you want me to refer to the rest of his career? Because well, I'm gonna well, I ha, could do ha, a roast right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, but no, but he's been a lot more focused at Juve than he has been at Mil- than he was at Milan. In the past he doesn't years. play. What are you talking about? How can he be more focused? He's, he's more focused sitting been, on the bench watching the game. He's been injured for what for Come much on. of the season. Come his, on. Anyway, he has eleven Dig, apps this year. Digby's point was that. Eleven a- apps. apps or starts. Apps, no, no chance. You want to bet? Digby's point Look. was that Digby's point was that he had major fitness issues, which he did. He's got major talent issues. Everyone was saying he was going to be the next best defender when he was playing on Milan. What happened? Huh? He had one. He had well, one good year at, at twenty years he, old, and then what is, happened? He is undoubtedly. He is undoubtedly. He's twenty-five years old. He's not young he's anymore. He's undoubtedly Italy's best right back option right now. And, and how sad is that? It's not that sad. It's pretty sad. He's solid. It's sad. He's solid. He can't even start over Lichsteiner. But come on. Yes, he can. And he has when he's been healthy. 
Yeah, anyway. you remember what, what was the game in the Champions League when they were against Tottenham when uh, when De Chilio started? He he couldn't freaking. Uh, that was against Real Madrid and against Ronaldo. Yeah. No, uh, not against Ronaldo. Yeah, against Tottenham. No, and then Lichtsteiner had to come in in the freaking second half. They did a one for one swap at fullback and they ended up freaking winning the tie. No, that was that was a Real Madrid second leg. It's not. I'm it, telling you. No, it was. It was. It was. I remember who I was watching it with. We were, I was watching the Tottenham game with you. Yeah, and and did, okay, he, I'm he, gonna find it right now. I'm he, telling you. He didn't. You wanna bet? Yes. Okay, so keep talking. I'm gonna find um, it. Anyway, I just thought thought you'd find that funny. I thought you'd enjoy that one. This sheet, yo. you're, you're crazy if you think like I don't know like it, that's just uh, for me when you say that that's just like a, an apologist like vouching for his players because he's not good and like it doesn't he's, take a, it well, doesn't take a genius to to see that he's not good like he's just not good. He he actually is good. I think it's that he's not he's stellar not. and he's not he's not. He doesn't have that much play. I can't believe Okay, he's good, but he's not stellar. On... What's Quadro Asamoah? He's good, much, but how, he's not stellar. How, how much time are we going to waste on this podcast discussing fullbacks here? It's just, I, I know I brought it up. It was just a little tidbit thing that I wanted to like point out to annoy you. But like, let's, I didn't realize you felt so passionate about it here. Like that you feel like you need to adamantly fucking rip Mattia De Chilio anytime I bring him up. He's had, a D, he's had an okay year. And if he stays healthy, I have no doubt that he could be the best right back in Italy. Italian that's right so, back. That's so far. Yeah, okay, but th- I, I think the talking point is how sad that is compared to how good you think he is. Okay, so okay, let, let, let's <laughs> just change the subject here because we were talking about Juve kind of winning the title at Inter, right? And how um, it looked for for a time that it was that it may have been over for us and that we bounced back despite it all. Because Maurizio Sarri came out this week and said uh, that his only regret this season, Nick, did you see this? He's, guy says his only regret this season was that they lost the Scudetto in a hotel room. And not on the pitch. He was referring to the fact that um, fourteen, that I think fourteen out of the last sixteen games of the season, Napoli played after Juve, with the way that the schedule was, uh, the way that the schedule was made out to be. By the and way, Lichsteiner took off Benassi. I'm just uh, the De Shilo didn't even start that game. I knew Lichsteiner got subbed. Anyways, continue. Yeah. So. Sadi Sadi was basically alluding to the fact that he allowed he, so he says I allowed the Napoli players to stay up past their curfew to watch the end of the uh, Juve Inter game when they should have been sleeping in their hotel in Florence, which is a little bit weird because who the hell goes to bed at like eleven o'clock or t- 10 30, 11 o'clock? I mean, what, what time did that game probably end? It was it was like a two forty five game over here, so four thirty it would have ended over there, which would have made it ten thirty in Italy. Uh, who has a ten o'clock curfew and you can't like I don't know? You have TVs in your room. It's an excuse. Well. It's been a whole season of excuses from him. That's all he does is make excuses. And so, I like him as a coach, and I and I vouched for him last week. Small mentality. But it is a small mentality. It is. So, uh, the, yeah, so he says his only regret was letting his players stay up and watch uh, watch Juve beat Inter. And that... Um, Hope that's not Fiore. Excuse me. No, this is uh, your favorite uh, your favorite analyst, Chris Katsuleris, who uh, refuses to listen to the podcast. He actually works at a cat. He, he work. He owns a cafe right next to my work. He's a great guy. He's a Greek guy, but he's a big Juve fan, and he's why very knowledgeable. Refu- he why does he refuse to listen? I have no idea. He 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 thinks he's too good. He thinks he's too good to listen to this podcast. And I'm gonna I'm gonna show him this segment when I see him at work tomorrow, and I'm gonna rip him. I'm gonna rip him for it and say, here, huh? You don't want to listen? We're gonna talk behind your back. Take that. Good. He uh, notoriously said that Paulo Dybala was slow. Remember him? Yeah. Oh my God. Nick, oh my Chris, if you're listening, if you're finally listening to this, my partner did not appreciate that one. I actually understood what he was saying. I think he did look a little bit slow at times. Paulo Dybala is quick, but he's not like I don't know. He I, th- I think he meant like in his reaction time. Like sometimes he was slow on the ball. Like he was very. 
he was very pragmatic in that Tottenham game. I remember what he was talking about. But yeah, it was a little bit of a wild statement the way he said it. In any event, that's who that was on the phone. Excuse me, pardon me. Chris, I'll call you back. Sorry, man. Uh, so, Listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Why wouldn't you? Everyone does. I, Naturally. Uh, shout out to shout out to those uh shout out to the fellas from uh from the from the little fest on Saturday night. I know you guys are tuning in. Appreciate you guys uh taking the time. I'm I'm of course assuming that these people who I would have met at uh at a party with a friend of mine on uh, on Saturday who who expressed uh very keen interest in the podcast are actually following through and listening if so. Um shout out to you guys. But yeah, continue on uh, on Saturday. Right uh well, he, he, anyway, um, the Napoli players saw UAB beat Inter and uh, they were psychologically traumatized. They thought that for a moment that they were going to have won the title too because it looked like all they had to do was go into uh, Fiorentina and get a point or get get a result and uh, that they would be on top of Juve and then boom, boom, two goals in the last five minutes and they were they were topped. And, and as Sadi much as... was pointing that, pointing to that as, as an yeah. excuse. Hey, listen, I agree with him as pointing, as pointing out that that as being the moment where they lost the title, 100%. Looking back on it now, but, no. The moment they lost the title was against Fiorentina when when the well, week before well, the yeah, fans yes, yeah, and everyone this, was dancing in the fountains, no, thinking no, that no, it was no, over. No, no, no. This yes. was the day before the Fiorentina game. This is the same weekend they lost. He's saying that they lost I, the game. They I know, lost but the I'm title saying, before I'm the saying Fiorentina was, game was even played. I know, but I don't agree with that. What I'm saying is, what I'm trying to tell you is that's an excuse. The game, the title was lost on the field. Like it's an excuse, Sam. Like I, well, you, you know too, it's an excuse. And, and I, I as, agree, mu- as much I as I, as much as I like him, and as much as I was vouching for him last week, and I still think he's a great coach, and that like he tactically he's like incredible, and and he he know he knows his best players, and he knows where they all fit, and he knows he knows how to maximize everyone's ability. Um, uh, the, these excuses all year just for me is what is what embodies you know Napoli's. Uh, identity in the past few years of of like you know being bottlers or being chokers or being ones who can't who can't fight for the big moment you know well it's 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 unfortunate i i I do wonder i think for him to uh, again i don't want to sound like uh i don't know alejandro moreno or something one one of those napoli haters in the no 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 no, no, like an alejandro moreno who thinks they're no they know everything about soccer or something but like for him to like, if, I don't, I don't, I, I, you probably I, agree for me. For him to be like a cut above, like, like he, like he needs to like cut this crap. Like this, it's it's too much, man. But just, Nick, just but say Nick. say you lost, you lost on the field. They went past their bedtime, and they, but, but Nick, 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 Alejandro Moreno has a foreign accent, so he does know about soccer. True, that's, that's true. how it works. That's how it works. This is true. Yeah, it's, this is come, true. Come on, come on. Haven't you caught on yet? In North America, that's how it works. That's how it, that's how it is. Um, no, but in all seriousness, no, I. I do you think that if do you think that if Juve and Napoli played every game at the same time and listen those who made the schedule and the fixture list could not have possibly known that exactly. they would be fighting for the title that, there we go right but also you know having Juve the biggest team in Italy and the most successful team of the past couple of years playing the in prime time on Saturday um, is kind of a benefit to the league I guess right for them sure. to get more as eyes a, right? as opposed to them playing with now mind you this year there have been less overlapping games but for them to be playing in the you know, be even less next year in, in la giostra dei gol on sunday morning when yeah. you know bologna is playing crotone and yeah. whatever right it's it's cool when they have their own slot right for the league i think so anyway it's not like the people who would have made the fixture list would have uh i don't think this is some grand conspiracy thing there here i think it's nothing beyond the fact that it just makes sense to have 
for those organizing the league and wanted to get as many eyes as possible on the games to have Juve playing their own uh, time slots. However, you know, by the same token, you could maybe argue that they could also play on Sunday evening, right? I don't know how, what time, maybe, maybe in Asia. Actually, no, it doesn't, doesn't, make, it doesn't make a difference. So, I don't know. Okay, listen, so I'm, 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 I'm kind of getting away from the point here, but my, my point is... I think we can what both would, agree, what right? Would have, that what would have happened if Juve and Napoli had played... At the same time, well, we don't in know. theory, we don't know. I wonder if the psych, if the the psychiaki, if the psych, if the psychological effect would have been mitigated, or the ne- the adverse psychological we'll effect Obviously, on we'll the team that has to play after. I wonder. That's all, uh, you know. But Look, it's sad. It's sad know, crying. But and, yeah, like I, I think we could both agree that it, it probably is, you know, a bit tougher mentally when you. You're, you know you're always playing after the team that's in front of you and you always have to keep pace and you always have to stay well, point Especially ahead. because you'll be able but to win. Right? Where, so. I counter, where I counter that with is maybe the problem is the fact that Napoli is so affected by that. Like, that is the problem, right? As a whole, it's kind of like, it's not one causes the other. It's more like a circle. Like, if Napoli is going to be a team that gets affected so easily, uh, you know, with things like that. Maybe that's yeah. the problem in itself. Well, again, it's been it's been the whole it's been the whole you know? like shaking the Juve the Juve curse this season that they were trying to do and that they failed to do at the end. But anyway, uh, in any event, uh, like uh, you know, just kind of falls into it's. it's uh, I was not surprised to hear Sadi say that, unfortunately, because we've been hearing hearing them say a lot of shit like that. It's for unfortunate. A while. We spent a lot of time talking about that whole comment, but that that was that was. I don't know. I, I found that pretty interesting, to be honest with you. Um, in terms of stuff that's coming up, because the relegation the relegation battle is uh, almost. I mean, is is I believe it's it's so we have Hellas Verona and Benevento who are down now, Crotone who are in the uh, the 18th spot, who could get out if they if the results go their way. They're level on points with Spal, I believe, but Spal have uh, Spal are ahead of them. In any event. It's close. Yeah. Well. Well. I. I yeah. I mean. I'm just. Well, I mean, let me th- just pull it up here. But. Uh, yeah. Sure. We, we'll it's be, close. We'll be because I, I. You know. If we want to do a quick brief preview of stuff that's coming up this week, there's obviously the relegation battle that's still semi relevant, but there's also a very big game between Lazio and uh, and Inter that we uh, need to talk about for a couple of reasons. So it's do you big? But well, but Stefan De Vrij has a has a little dilemma on his hands, doesn't he? Yeah. Sure. We could talk about that. But um, yeah, we need to go over what the head-to-head record is between Lazio and Inter because if Inter were to beat Lazio, they'd be tied on seventy-two points. So yeah, con- wait. So so context. Um, Lazio is currently in fourth. Fourth place gets an automatic space spot in the Champions League. Inter is in fifth. These two teams, as we've been as we've been mentioning on the past couple of episodes, will be playing each other in the last round of fixtures this weekend. By the way, we mentioned it last week on podcast episode ten. Somehow we managed to go an entire episode without giving ourselves a tip of the hat for making it to ten episodes. That's crazy. Episode Alex, we're too immersed. Episode Alex Del Piero, episode Francesco Totti, tip of the hat. Robbie Baggio, episode Ignazio Piatti. Yeah, <laughs> Joey Saputo's not not a happy camper L. right now. Oh. Well, let me just touch before you go back to the Champions League. Let me just touch, yeah, let me yeah. just touch on the relegation I, battle. I don't, I don't want to talk about the impact. Okay, yeah, one thing at a time. Relegation, then uh, then we'll get to this Champions League playoff here. <laughs> from uh, from 18th spot all the way to 14th spot, uh, there is a two point difference. So yeah, big. <laughs> Udinese could still go down. Yep, Udinese could go down. Uh, Cagliari can go down. Cagliari, Cagliari, Cagliari. You always say Cagliari. Ver- Verona could go down. You struggle with that one, eh? 
No, I don't struggle. It's just the way I pronounce it. Cagliari. 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 Anyways, that's good. <laughs> um, yeah, big, big, big. So. Uh. I'm I'm hoping Crotone could stay up. I mean, it's what Spal have been able to do the past little the past few weeks has been has been pretty impressive. Just kind of getting getting results where they needed to. Uh, I hope there's a good cardiologist uh, uh, in the uh, in the vicinity of Crotone's home pitch because in, in the um, Calabria area because uh, this will be the second time if they if they manage to get out of the relegation zone to like get out like on the last day. So. Uh, if anyone knows a, That's true, a eh? cardiologist uh, in the Calabria area, my, my cousin, my cousin, my cousin Mariana. Unfortunately, because there's no work down there, she's up in Brescia. That's how it goes. As a cardiologist, yep. And I'll and tell hence, her to go back down. And, and hence, because and, uh, and hope, the scenes. And hopefully, we're painting a picture of 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 of. <laughs> Of this whole notion that we were describing earlier, that there's less opportunity and less money in the south than more in the north. Uh, in any Yikes. event, okay. Um, listen, I want to I want to briefly talk about this Inter Lazio game because I think I think there has to be a very particular result in order for uh, Inter to actually get into the fourth um, fourth fourth blah, can't speak fourth spot on the table. Ra, bra. Um, are you fucking good, big shack? Skeeter boom 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 boom. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Nick, uh, you sound like an African keeper. Nah, everything comes full circle, huh? Uh, okay. Yeah. So so whatever. Um. So if Inter beat Lazio, they will be level on points in terms of head to head. Uh, Nick's checking right now. I feel like I should know this, but it's pretty tight right now. And why this is a particular interest is because Stefan de Vrij. Uh, of Lazio has already announced or announced last week rather that he would be going to Inter at the end of the season on a free transfer on a Bosman so if you're Stefan de Reinick what the fuck do you do do you well I, I just while I'm looking up uh, these potential tiebreaker rules I just do, read do, that de Vrij might actually not play you know what that makes sense though it makes per- remember remember when Mario Goetze didn't play the Champions League final in 2013 yeah, I do and there were less, dare I say, less ramifications on the line for that particular game. Because although the Champions League final is much bigger than a Champions League playoff, um, both teams were already in the Champions League. Whoever would have won, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not like by winning with Dortmund, with Dortmund, Gortze would have been putting his new club Bayern Munich at the time uh, in any particular hardship, other than the fact that it would have gotten that they wouldn't have gotten money. But it's like you know, he would have been, you know, he still would have been. A part of the Champions League the following year, if that makes sense, right? So, in that respect, like I almost think there's more of a conflict of interest here because De Vrij almost wants to lose the game. If he, I mean, because wh- whether he wins or well, you would hope not. But well, like, I, I if get he it, wins with Lazio, he doesn't it, yeah. get into the Champions League. If he yeah. loses with Lazio, then his then he then he's fucked his team over and he gets to play in the Champions League next year. But the Lazio fans would probably you know accuse him of having committed a biscotto. Um, okay, so interesting. Um, the the first match between uh, Lazio and Inter actually ended in a draw, so the first tiebreaker right would be head to head. Wow! And so that's if, out the window because uh, because they drew. So I would assume well, if Inter win, they will they will go ahead well, yes, head to head. Right? If Lazio, so draws, it's actually it's, yeah, it's simple. That's what it is. Inter it's just, needs, it's, to, it's win to win this game. That's if Inter it. win, they're right. in. If they lose, they're out. Or if they draw, that's it. That that that's fucking nuts. And and you know what? Well, Inter lost to Sassuolo on the weekend, which was hilarious. I thought, okay, well, you know, they just fucking blew it. But then, but then Lazio went and didn't get the result they needed either. What did they draw? 
Uh, Lazio drew, yeah, 2-2, yeah, like, at the last second, too, right? So, Ch- so Chiro Immobile, who was injured, is, is, is going to be coming into play. And interestingly, we also have him facing off against Mauro Icardi. Is he going to play? Yes. Well, he's, he's going to be in the lineup. If, he, if he's Imagine he doesn't play, how much bigger that would be? That would be nuts. But, uh, yeah, that's a massive game. Uh, they, they also current, So, Icardi is currently one goal behind, uh, behind Immobile in the uh, Capocannoniere race. So, uh, nuts. Jeez. Um, in terms of the rest of the that's table, probably the best, I mean, that's probably the most interesting thing yeah, this weekend. Everything else on the table is pretty well set. Unfortunately, at this time of year, there's there's not much to look forward to in terms of the standings, right? So at least we have that. No, which no, is normally big. we should be looking forward to the World Cup, <laughs> yeah. but uh, right. Yeah, it's an all. It's unfortunate. Actually, I mean, uh, another thing to look forward to is uh, or look forward to to watch out for is uh, Milan's in sixth place right now. We mentioned this last week. Atalanta's in seventh. Uh, ter- terrible draw between uh, between the two on the weekend. Milan really let up towards the end, but uh, the result of that game means that it's, there's still a one point difference between the two teams. So seventh place at this point will stay, still make Europa League. Yes, yes. However, uh, it's a grueling process because you have off. to play you have to play like three or four playing games. It's it's the, I'm, I'm not sure of the entire process, but you play you start playing four days after the World Cup final, basically. right? But it's like so it's, Milan it's, was it's, in it's that absolutely yeah. fucked, and, yeah. and and Milan was in that situation last year. And from the little research that I've done so far, which I will have to you know do more and get back to. Uh, get back to everyone is that it's even longer this year i think they're adding on like a playing game to a playing game i don't know something really confusing uefa is always confusing with these playoff rounds hey but, but anyways but, but, but it's all good because these italian it's... majority teams i mean you know they'll, they'll right. be in ibiza all june they'll be nice and rested come july it's not like they'll yeah, be on you're a... right about that yeah but, there you uh, go. i mean then again not all these teams only have italian players but uh needless to say you want to finish sixth if you're either Milan or Atalanta because finishing seventh will be really tough. And I also think that, Which is uh, why that result, the fatigue uh, started to show on Milan towards the second half of the season. You know, Gattuso came in, he lit everyone's ass on fire. Everyone started started running yeah. harder. But in the end, it comes down to your fitness levels too. And when you're that gassed and you start playing, what, in the middle of July? I remember being on vacation with my family like at the beginning of August or end of July and I was watching games. Like nuts! It's way too early in the year. You don't have a long enough off season. Yeah. So sure. you want to finish sixth if you're one of those two teams. That's for sure. I mean, it, it was a bad week for Milan. Now that I'm thinking about it, they lost the Copa and then they drew Atalanta one one. It's been a bad, uh, been could, a bad few months. Yeah. Been a bad month and a half. It's been, it's been a very up and down season, hasn't it been? You it went straight it down. It went straight up and then it went straight down. Straight yeah, I'm excited. Back I'm, down. I'm excited for it to be over because. Uh, uh, Massimo Mirabelli is pissing me off. I'm still, I'm would've, still. Would have been nice if we had a World Cup to look forward to. How many times am I going to bring it up every every episode until the next? I don't know until July now. Till twenty uh, twenty two, in Qatar. Start with start with how, how about in in Quater, as the Americans say. How about until till September twenty eighteen till the next competitive fixture, um, at, at least. At least we'll have a coach. Yeah, so I guess Roberto, we'll get to that. Roberto Mancini. <laughs> Yeah, he was announced as the. Well, go ahead. How do we like that? How do we like the appointment? I mean, we, we've known. I don't like the picture that I don't like the picture that they took appointing him as a coach. Like, like where did they go to? Like the freaking local <laughs> library by a freaking bookshelf. Like they looked like a librarian was there holding his hat, holding the jersey next to him. Couldn't even do like a formal press conference. Oh come on! They couldn't wait to reveal it to the world. Maybe they can't afford it. Apparently, <laughs> I know austerity measures after all. After all the money they lost in the past several months. Yep. 
You know what? Apparently, well, speaking of losing money, apparently Mancini's giving up like fifteen. Was it fifty million euro? I by opting know. by opting out of his Zenit contract, insane. I mean, yeah, he's maybe maybe he'll be he'll, he'll be opting out of fifteen mil, but he'll probably be making I, six I or seven. Mean, so I don't know about that per year. Yeah, around there. I I, I read reports, Holy but Christ. I guess you could say on a relative salary basis that's commendable. If you're gonna be spending, sorry, if you're gonna be spending six seven million euro, why could we not have gotten Carlo Ancelotti? Well, that that's amount. about pref. Maybe he doesn't want to come. For, for seven million euro, maybe he doesn't want to come. Maybe he just doesn't want to coach. He he even said as a as a personal Holy thing fuck. that he rather be he likes the day to day operations of being a, a club manager. He doesn't like the fact that he has to go months and weeks of just sitting in the stands not doing. And I can understand that. I guess he doesn't like Gucci. Don't you either. don't you don't you get bored just sitting at home sometimes when you're not doing anything? Like I don't really do that. But but, but I'm saying like when it happens, like it's boring and it makes sense. If you're a, spend, mean, spend a little time, spend a little shut time stopping. Blah, can't, my God. Okay, holy, big shot. Calm down. I'm right having here. problems this week. You could have, you know, you could have spent a little more time uh, sitting around playing football manager and, and problems and getting, like Joyce Saputo and the Montreal Impact. Stop, stop, stop. Ancelotti could have sat around playing football manager, discovering Italian talent, or you know, shopping on Dolce Gabbana. At seven million euro a year, that's not bad. It's like Conte, right? Even him, he said uh, he likes the day to day. He doesn't like waiting around. Well, whatever. I mean, we we've been alluding to it the past little while, right? At least he's better than Ventura. It's better than no coach. And as the next round of friendlies approaches, it's uh, sad. In, that's in, in the order, mentality we have now. It's in like, order to cope. Well, hang on. Any other time, I would have been happy. You go. You go from saying Fiore. No, Nick, Nick, Fiore is better than Nick, Ventura. No, no, but Nick. Any other time, I would have been happy to have had. Roberto Mancini because he's a relatively competent coach because you never would have fathomed that we Good wouldn't qualify too. for yeah but we, you never would have fathomed that we wouldn't qualify for a major tournament right so as long as we have a semi competent coach it's not the national team coach has never had to necessarily been be the best I think maybe you could point to Lippi in 06 as having been the best candidate and maybe Conte in 2014 to 16 as being the best Italian coach available who was the national team coach but typically it's not the best coach available who is the national team coach. And that's not usually a problem. You just need a guy who's semi-competent. The fact that Ventura was so incompetent is what the issue was. So let's take a step back, right? He knows what he's doing. He's managed big players in big clubs. So anyway, we'll talk about it a little bit more as the World Cup approaches and as we see coping mechanisms for the next round of friendlies and, and such. He'll command the respect, and that's what that's a good starting point. He was a good player. He'll command the respect. Who's our thrones of the week? I mean, I, I feel I feel like it could be it could be Maurizio Sarri again, but the poor guy's no. already gotten it. Like he's on the Hall of Fame now. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the Samp fans. Come on, can't do that. No, no place for that. That's boring, though. I mean, is 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 it is it bad is it bad to say that we're getting used to? I mean. To a point, to it a, is bad. Of course, of course, but I mean, you know, to, to appoint it to a, to racist to racist fans, I mean, we'd be giving them too much attention week, you know, once a month. Yeah. Is there I anyone guess. else? Uh, they should just get thrones of of all time. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna oh. give it to Donnarumma. That's who I want to give it to. Oof, I want to give it to Donnarumma. Maybe Mino Raiola because he's the one who put. Nah, in this he's match. another. He's on the another on the wall of fame. Uh, I'll stick him on the fridge over there with the. We'll make a list and we'll stick next, him on the fridge next to San Gennaro. But, <laughs> but um, I want to give it to Donnarumma. Uh, speaking uh, speaking of goalkeepers named Gianluigi, that's it. Um, he's never gonna be Buffon. There may be a big news next week because uh, Buffon called a press conference on Thursday. He's gone. I'm gonna cry like a baby. Uh, the whole world will. I hadn't thought about it at all because he he it, it, he's kind of gone under the radar, right? He's been talking about it having been his last season for a while. 
but he never really he, he kind of he was very wishy-washy the last little while and I don't know to think that this weekend could be his last that's another big talking point this weekend look out for that if it is um we'll be sure to <laughs> can't wait to take that in it's gonna be fun well I'm gonna be in emotional distress next week if that's the case man get yourself together till then thank you everyone as if it hasn't been a, a tough enough year as is what's another uh you know what's another uh another uh all right get you get get yourself the other side (laughs) jesus everyone thank you for tuning in follow us on twitter at cultural podcast and on soundcloud at the cultural podcast remember to subscribe to us on itunes so that we don't have to spam you guys and annoy you guys all the time about you know tuning in and listening because we would much rather you guys just get notifications so that you can instantly click and listen just open the apple podcasts app just type in the cultural podcast share the love five stars just click play and Put your earphones in and enjoy. We're going to be getting guests on the next couple of weeks. And also next Monday, we'll uh, give you a full update on Nick's debut as a goalkeeper. So stay tuned. Can't that. wait. Out with Gianluigi. In with Gentiletti. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Big shoes. Ciao, guys. On that note. Ciao. Benvenuti qua giù, l'ora con lo del sud, da Napoli a Cefalù, vai giù Ma giù volita, temene di più, spegnete la tv, questo non è un film, è una tribù Carico rapido, con terrone, mo' cara, non sempre bravi, vi David, capita, che non ho sapito, che non verrete macchina, va arriva in allontana, sti razzo, romeridiono, contamina l'anima, frata, ma Siamo tre stranieri, tre clandestini, è peggio di ieri, ma sempre vivi, rata, mummi, assieme a mamma, Marie, musica, nama, la T, e guardia frana, e poi tu smonta gas, punta bascia, sulta traccia, tutta spassa, tutto fume gas Eppure noi gli scugnizzi guardiamo da giù E il sole del sud brucia sempre di più Vira come stiamo frate tuoi pommo Una folla sana cazzo un po' cazzo Giù